great evening, amazing day to all my brothers and sisters out at the Barroom Network and everybody joining us from YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and our friends and our brothers um, across the seas. My name is Tyler Ellis, and I'm, I'm so proud to be a part of a network that actually takes a little bit of time out of sports, and we focus on outreach. We focus on impact. And that's what it's about. My father, Amos Ellis, let me my camera real quick. My father, Amos Ellis, he always told me that sports brings people together. But then is what do you do when they go home? Every, we all come from different walks of life. We're all batting life in different categories. But how can we share resources and what can we take from one another? So I truly just want to just pay homage to my heavenly father and actually just start this off with a, with a quick scripture. Um, John 13, 35. Um, by, by, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And that, my friends, that's what the Mombasa Relief Initiative is all about. Um, later on, hopefully we'll be joined by some presidents and active board members from the Mombasa Relief Initiative. But when you take time to love one another, this organization was created over 20 years ago. Um, my father, Amos Ellis, Don Harris, um, Mr. Kelvin Bledsoe, Mr. Darnell Forte, a lot of awesome people came together to, to take a moment and spend time. And I don't want to say village, but villages in Mombasa, Kenya. And what did they wanted to do? They wanted to create a way to help these children have a way out of what society was not going to provide, provide for them. Here in America, we are blessed with a phenomenal abundance of resources that we can tap into a program, but they don't have that option over there in Mombasa. It actually costs to go to elementary school. Um, and so all these little things um, will be joined. I want to give you all some visual content real quick so you get some perspective. I had the blessing of being a part of a team that went over there this past March. And um, I'll take you a little trip about some things that we saw. Here we go. From this class, from this school, we'll have governors, ministers, educators, teachers, doctors, nurses, and maybe, maybe even the president of Kenya. Because it can be done right here, right now. Because your love, your heart, your dedication. So for us, it's easy. All we're doing is watering the seed. You already planted. And we love you so much from the bottom of our hearts. And we will continue to love you.
as hard as you can. And remember, you can be anything you want to be. Don't let nobody tell you different. Okay? Okay? You promise. All right, give it up for yourself. All right. These are just some gifts from our friends back at home that love you also. We just want to share these with you that you can remember us. And we'll remember you. And we will be back again. So when we come back... come back, we see the little ones will be bigger. The bigger ones will be in um, up country in school, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We want to see all of you grow and all of you prosper and be the best that you can be. Okay? Yeah. Thank you again. I get choked up every time I see you. Once again, thank you all for spending your time with us this evening. And a special shout out um, to the Barroom Network for allowing us to put this together on a special broadcast on a Saturday, reaching some of our, um, our friends and family. They don't normally get the time to us during the week, during our abundance of shows here at the network. And so, but what you all just saw right there, something that's really dear to my heart. Not only did you, did, did you see my father, but I also saw a band of brothers a band of brothers that went to Northern Illinois University, and they just decided to make a change. They decided to be a part of a change. Um, everybody, It's one thing to complain about something. It's another thing to just to, to put yourself in the environment and actually do something about it. And I've actually witnessed these men come together. So I'm very, very grateful to have good examples, not just in my personal life, but as I was in Mombasa, I saw these brothers and sisters working together about how can we help these children what can we put together that these children can be become self-sufficient? Okay, we all come from different walks of life, but what is Mabasa Relief doing? Well, over the last like 25 plus years, they've been working with over about 3,000 children, over about 3,000 children, over about, I want to say five different schools. And so what are we here to do today? Well, today is an opportunity that you all can be a part of it. Mabasa Relief Initiative, I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel here because these men, these honorable men, these honorable women, they have been doing so much behind the scenes without any social media. Okay, my dad came from a time when he didn't like social media. <laughs> and so um, they started this back in around 1991. But now is a time that we all can be a part of it. Okay. Um, what's happening right now is the president, um, Don Harris, and vice president, Mr. Kevin Butzel, what they're doing is putting together is a computer initiative where over um, 50 plus, 40 plus, computers and printers are being sent overseas actually and we're going to be teaching coding to over about 3000 children we're building up five brand new classrooms hopefully had them on later on to give some more insight about it but we're building up classrooms and we're going to be teaching kids how to actually code 
um, and that's that's a very big deal because I'm actually um have a background as a chief technology officer in the IT field. And so teaching anybody anything with coding get probably guarantees them um a definitely bump in income revenue for sure. But once again, from the barroom network to Mombasa with initiative, and as we're preparing to go back to Mombasa this coming March. So as you all see the ticker going at the bottom of the screen, feel free to go check out the website um, because it's gonna it's cost us about twenty thousand dollars. It's about twenty thousand dollars. Things are already in motion, but what we wanted to do is give people the opportunity to be a part of it. It's, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, it's, it's, we can go with others. But what we wanted to do today is give people the opportunity to help, an opportunity to to, to unite, opportunity. Um, uh, uh, whatever you feel in your heart, oh, because every single dollar that's spent to the Mabasa Reef is is tagged and tracked and goes immediately to the children of Mabasa. Um, a very special thank you um to Miss Anna, who's actually over there, foots on the ground in Mabasa, sending us back the back content about how our children are actually doing. And so, um, just from the Mabasa Reef, from what I've seen alone, from 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 elementary all the way up to we had our first. Um, young lady actually go to college this year. And that's from all the amazing sponsorship that Mabasa Relief, because this is a nonprofit organization, has been able to accumulate. So from the Chicago Midwest area to California to Florida, from worldwide, a lot of people actually get getting aware of what actually can happen when we actually choose to band together. And that's what this life is all about, building, building heaven on earth before we go to our final resting place. And so um, we, I, has, I I wanted to share some more video content with you guys. Want to share some more um, some more photos with you guys. We're not going to take too much long today. Just wanted to give you all a special Saturday afternoon delight. And um, let's see if we got a couple of poems for up here for you. You are the godfather from both schools, ready to recite a poem entitled Appreciation. Wow. Sit back, relax, and set in your corner. Thank you That right there was a phenomenal program called Girls Power. We had some amazing women being able to lead the charge and helping these ladies get access to resources. The, but, but the Mombasa Relief Initiative, we're giving actually um, electricity, water, food supplies, health care, and economical resources to help rebuild the infrastructure. And that classroom right there, I was very privileged to watch. I believe it was, was Mother Teresa. Um, um, 
um, out of Chicago, actually, Mother Teresa, Sister Teresa, that that whole classroom of ladies got told by Mr. Kevin Bledsoe that they all get to go to high school because of people just like you, people that were willing to take a little bit time away from their daily activities and donate. We were actually able to send that whole classroom um, of, of ladies to high school, which is a very big deal because you see the appreciation of what what can be happening on here. Okay. And so, and so what we can do now is like, what we can do now is how can we continue? How can we compound these blessings? Okay. Because I definitely want to get Mr. Bledsoe. I believe we're going to be joining Mr. Bledsoe in a while because it was a privilege to not see, to see this man work with my father, but also what they're doing for the young women and what we're doing for the young men. So with no further ado, what I would like to do is actually introduce um, he's still the president. He's still one of the presidents to me. But um, I would like to um, introduce Mr. Kelvin Bledsoe to please come say hello to everybody. How's everybody doing? Um, I, uh, I, first of all, I'm honored to just know um, Tyler and, and know his dad. I've known his dad since his dad was a freshman at college at Northern Illinois University when he came to Northern in 1980. I was there a year, a year ahead of him. And since that time, uh, we became fast friends and we understood the mission of serving. And uh, Amos was a, a giant to us uh, and a, and a co-founder with the MRI. Um, the MRI was developed for one purpose. That's to give back to those who had less than us. Uh, you know, we all have personal stories. We all have personal journeys. You know, I grew up on the South side of Chicago the eighth child of a mother of 10 who was an unwed you know, mom. Uh, we grew up on welfare. And out of the 10 children, you know, God has blessed me to be the only one to have a college degree. Uh, so we know poverty. You know, we slept five boys to a room, uh, one bathroom for 11 people. So we got it and we understood it. And so when we went to start going to Kenya, in 1994, 95 is when we start going. And we continue to, to go as visitors and people who were seeing and enjoying the life. That's, that's me right there. I, I was a little bit heavier. I've lost about 20 pounds. <laughs> Thanks to Tyler inspiring me and working out every day when he was in Kenya, he started all of us to try to start working out. So thanks to him, I've lost 20 pounds. But I think the thing for us was when we began to see the need, see the children hungry, children couldn't eat, we understood that education wasn't free in Kenya. You got to understand, kindergartens got to pay to go to school. The government system only allows for 30% of the Kenyan population to be educated on the government system. Everybody else has to be educated for pay. So a lot of communities began to develop schools because they had to educate their children. But to do that, they needed funding, they needed buildings, they needed food, and they had none of that. So when we began to see that, we said, how can we help? It's kind of similar to, to the Bible when you go to the books of Acts, when they said that, this Jesus, whom we crucified, is both Lord and Christ. And then all the hearers said, 
they were cut to the heart and said, brothers, what can we do? And then the Bible says, you know, be baptized, every one of you, for forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we saw the poverty, and we saw the anguish and the starvation. And we got together, it was nine of us, including uh, Amos Ellis, one of the co-founders. And we said, brothers and sisters, what can we do? And we decided to develop the MRI. Uh, we had no money. We had no experience in doing foundations. All we had was a heart to love and to provide service to these children who needed our help so desperately. And that was the foundation of the MRI. That started in uh, 2001. A young lady, the co-founder, Dorothy James, came to us on that trip and said, hey, I need to want to feed these kids. And we're like, what kids? We were so oblivious to the poverty and to the, the hunger. And she said, Bumbalulu Workshop, the, all the parents were handicapped and the kids were uh, normal children, normal in the sense of they had no mental um, deficits or physical deficits that we can see. So we jumped on board. That was the first event that we did. And we fed 200 children. Now, every time we go to Mombasa, that's one of the first and primary events that we do. We feed those children who are now uh, grown to 250. And now those kids we fed 20 years ago, some of their children are now there being fed. So that's the foundation of how we started. Nine members, um, including, uh, and I want to name each one, Mark Abston, uh, Don Harris, myself, Kelvin Bledsoe, Ty Wayne Wilson, Michael Patrick, Amos Ellis, Anna Saburu, Sefren Saburu, and Dorothy James. Those were the founders of the MRI. We've since brought on a lot of different board members and people who are engaged. For example, uh, Tyler now is a board member stepping mightily into his dad's footsteps, and we couldn't be prouder because you get it. Some people look at things and say, okay, that's nice to do, but some people get it. And understand there's a lifelong passion to serve and take care of children. So we've had the opportunity to take care of children for 20 years. We couldn't be proud. We thank God for giving us the opportunity, for giving us the gift, and giving us members who continue to come and want to serve. And so that's the concept of MRI. You know, I think Tyler mentioned that we service five schools. We feed 600 children a day. Uh, while they're in school, we feed them uh, a lunch and a snack. Uh, we provide uh, scholarships to over 100 children because, again, school isn't free. You know, we provide about 30 scholarships to high school children. It's about 65 to 70 to elementary school students. And for the first time this year, uh, Don Harris and his church, People's Church, they are sending a young lady to college. And then it's no small thing. So that is the MRI. That is a heart, that is a love, that's a passion that for 20 years that we've been served. Outstanding. Outstanding, Mr. Bledsoe. You, you choke me up every time, boss. That's 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 real because it, it, it matters. And one thing that's always that one thing that I've witnessed with my own eyes, boss, is when we're on site, 
how much you take time to actually let those teachers know how much you appreciate them, how much the organization knows, hey, letting them know that you guys are special, okay? And then actually, we got a, I think we got a video ready of you actually showing some appreciation to a, to, to a nice teacher, please. On behalf of the MRI, the Mabasa Relief Initiative coming all over the United States, we want to just present you with a few tokens of the things that are part of the people of America want to bring you. St. Peter, Peter was the rock. Jesus Christ said, on this ground I will build my church because you are the rock. All of you all here, we want you to know that as a rock, we will do everything we can as an MRI to give you what you need, find more of what you need, and love your children as you love them. So on behalf of our president, uh, Don Harris, and our executive director, Anna Segura, we just want to welcome you, we want to love you, and we want to give you the few trinkets that we have, and and more to come. And can I have a hug? I'm a hug. Wow. <laughs> wow. You want to, you want to, go, ahead, go ahead and speak to that, sir. Go ahead and speak to that. I, I think the thing is, first of all, we couldn't do anything without people out there, like uh, in this audience, who understand that nothing happens unless it's sometimes funded. And the teachers there work so hard. Now, the average income in Kenya is about $70 a month. Not a day, not an hour. It's $70 a month. So those teachers are making less than $100. And she was the administrator. She was the head teacher. And she makes about $150. The average rent is about $60. So now teachers got to decide whether they want to eat, live, or send their own school kids to school. So we had to supplement that. They're taking their time. They're taking their energy. They, they live in taking their life work to pour into these children and they can't even feed themselves. So my wife personally is a, a second grade teacher and it, it's, and she works hard and she does a great job. She's been teaching over 25 years. And just to think that if she couldn't afford to even eat and live or drive or get transportation or get medicine as a teacher and educator who's pouring everything into children, I would be heartbroken. So that goes right along with our mission to serve and take care of those who are serving others. And those teachers are doing an outstanding job serving those children when they're hardly getting paid at all. There you go. That's 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 awesome right there, sir. And that's the cornerstone of it. And Mr. Bledsoe, do us a favor real quick. Tell us a little bit about your background. We could we could tell you we could tell you're distinguished. And so, <laughs> right. give us a little uh, bit about who you are personally. Well, you know, as one of the co-founders, and I was I was fortunate enough to be the first president of the MRI in 2001. Um, you know, I'm a military guy. I spent 29 years in the United States Army, uh, serving the country. Um, I was a retired lieutenant colonel. I was an anti-terrorism officer, anti-cyber, you know, cyber terrorism officer also a public affairs guy and a signal officer. I worked for the Urban League of Palm Beach County for 13 years doing community development, help people get housing, uh, mentoring children, 
I had the opportunity to uh, help develop a Thanksgiving program that, that we still give our turkeys to this day. 20 years later, the Urban League is still providing turkeys. Um, I started a, um, a Christmas toy drive in Palm Beach County, which I'm still on the co-chair this year that we're doing. And we're going to provide 1,600 toys to children who are in need. So my background is simply this. You know, I've been blessed again to have, you know, brothers and sisters who, who beat me, whooped me, showed me the way, taught me, trained me. And we always, always thought about service. My mom on our block, we were the block that everybody came to eat. Everybody knew at the bless old Miss Chris was always cooking something. So my mom didn't even know her kids from the other little kids. She was just giving out plates. So that's the spirit that we have. You know, again, my background is military, academic. I, I hold a master's in uh, marriage and family counseling. And I've done a lot of counseling for children, for adults. I do counseling in my church. So God has blessed me to give me skills to help serve. And, and all I do, um, I don't charge anything. There's no, no fee for any service that, that I had the ability to provide. I work for the VA now. And I have the opportunity to serve veterans who are in their 90s and their 80s and in their 70s because it's all about service. You know, the Bible tells us to to who much is given, much is expected. And I want to make sure that God knows that I'm doing everything that He would He's given me the talent to do to serve others. And and that's that's my background. And uh, I will serve people forever. You know, my wife. And I drive Kias. We drive Kias because we figure they're inexpensive and we can give more to something else. You know, you know, we, you know, I, you know, a lot of people I know got BMWs and Lexus and Range Rovers. That's just money that can be given to kids, in my opinion. You know, I, I encourage everybody to live their life, have fun, buy the things that you can afford. But for us, like Joshua said, for us and ours, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve these children and any dollar that we can save somewhere else. We're going to make sure it's given to the MRI and given to those children. And that's that's my background. That's awesome, boss. <laughs> that's awesome, boss. And so, it, it, the, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, it starts with a servant heart. It starts with a servant heart because, like I said, they have been doing this for the past 25 plus years. OK, without social media without without um special grants um starting up themselves and then reaching out to people that want to be a part of it but now here's your opportunity to be a part of the change to be a part of the cause these are some amazing children that could be that are future presidents that are future senators doctors and lawyers and probably all they need is something to eat <laughs> probably all they need is a place to lay their head and these are and, and the, the funny thing about these kids when you, if you go if you when you hang around these children they are filled with joy. They were yes. filled with joy and they are praising God, even while they're hungry. They don't even know that they're living in poverty because they're so appreciative of what they have. And that's that that really struck a that struck a chord in myself and how I'm trying to live my life, how I'm trying to be better myself. Because these kids who you wouldn't think have anything actually have everything because they they are appreciative to what God has brought them. They are appreciative to what their family's trying to provide, and they are very respectful. And so, like, it's I'm just a small fish in a big pond. I'm so freaking grateful, 
to be affiliated with MRI in the slightest way. And so, and this is a movement. It's not stopping. It's just getting started. And um, Mr. Bledsoe, um, if, speak to a little bit. We have a we have a bunch of different programs before we're joined by um, Mr. Don. I know we have a bunch of different programs on the um, on the board, but just um, speak to if you can just a little bit about the um, boys the men program things that you actually want that you want to get accomplished. As as we know today, we are doing funding. Please feel free to donate because this is a computer initiative. We want to help get these kids coding experiences and we're going to pay these teachers and we're building these classrooms. But as you all donate, understand there's multiple programs happening here. Okay. But I want Mr. Kevin to speak to because he has um, a background in mentorship and he's going to have a, a tie in as he, as he spare leads the, the boys, the men program coming up this year. You want to speak to that, sir, about how important it is to pour into these children? Absolutely. For the last couple of years we've been trying to develop a, a boys to men program we have established 12 years ago uh, a girl power program where we had uh provided young ladies with uh additional support because kenya as a most countries are male dominated and you know in male dominated countries that most stuff go to young men but so we determined that we would support the young ladies but now the last two years we've been trying to raise funds to get the boys to men program started. Because what has happened is the young ladies are now thriving and achieving and we're leaving some of the young men behind and we can't allow that to happen. So as of January, we're gonna go ahead and kick off 100% a monthly meeting with our boys to men program. That program is gonna include academic mentorship, uh, bringing uh, Kenyans throughout the community who are in computer science, who are doctors and lawyers, who, who are athletes, who are DJs, pilots, electricians. They're gonna bring them to these 30 young men, 30 selected young men, and every month provide them with some mentorship. Now, in addition to that, we knew that, that guys and girls like to have some relaxed time in soccer. So Kenya is their big sport is soccer. So we're gonna bring in people to play soccer they're going to play soccer every month and at the end of that 12 month period they're going to have a soccer tournament all funded by the mri so <clears throat> the concept of boys and men simple how do we teach them train them to one be good husbands when they get older be good fathers if they choose to be fathers mm -hmm. be good citizens be good brothers be good you know sisters i mean brothers to their sisters and more importantly, more importantly, to respect their families, respect their children, respect their women, and respect their country and their community. And that's what boys and men is all about. It's about empowering them to give more, to do more, to show more. And it's all about love. Amen. Amen. I mean, like this is just, I'm just proud. Like I'm proud and I'm proud and excited, Boston. I know you are behind the scenes doing a lot even outside of your profession and so um what, what what's happening here my brothers and sisters and feel free feel free to type into the chat where you're joining us today where you where you all are from where you plugging in that because this is a worldwide effort i believe mr kelvin's in florida i'm actually in dc right now and um the barroom network is centered pretty much out of chicago and so um there's probably a lot of bears fans watching right now and so but i'm out but guess one, one thing that i noticed one thing that i remembered is the bears the, bear, the bears may lose tomorrow 
I hope they don't. The Bears may lose tomorrow, but we can choose to win today. The Bears may lose tomorrow, but we can win on Monday. Because when you take time to serve other people, you're always winning. And that's a, that's, that's a, that's a staple of what I've seen from MRI. It's a staple of what I've seen from Mr. Bledsoe and other, the other board members. It's a staple from what I've seen from other people on the Barroom Network. Because we're actually here for you. Each one, teach one is something that I learned. And so personally, this has affected me with the way I'm trying to raise my own daughters. One, understanding the value of a dollar and where that dollar could go, but also in the way that we appreciate and love one another. I have a background in the world's greatest Navy as a Naval medic, and I'm actually in um, law enforcement and a special um, security um, here in the DC area. But as a medic and as a, as a medic and as an IT professional, one thing that I learned is prevention is cheaper than repair. And what mm -hmm. I'm hearing from Mr. Bledsoe from the MRI is we can be preventative. They've been on the ground floor for 25 plus years, but we can get preventative with these resources. Every single dollar you donate, every single call that you want to sign up for, if you want to sponsor a kid, I think 150 bucks goes a very long way. It goes a very long way for tuition. It goes a very long way for clothing for a full year. Could you imagine? I mean, I, I feel bad on the, the Jordans that I've bought before when I realized that could have gave a kid two years free school. Little things like that have altered my way of thinking. There's nothing wrong with living your life. But I want to tie my time the way I saw my father tie this time. And this is where my father has been a part of for the past 25 plus years since I was a, a super adolescent. And so I just want to stop and say I'm very grateful for everybody taking time to join us today. Taking time to join us. We're just we're here having some fun because this is fun because um, yeah. I'm really, really excited to see what presidents, what what, what comes out of these, these children in here. And so um, I believe we have a quick video ready. I want to run real quick just for the audience and uh, we'll be right back. Our annual Mambaluga thing, Tyler. Yeah, let's go. He's on the dish line feeding. We're gonna feed here about. Let me spin around. Probably got a couple of hundred kids here today. This event can be as big as. It's been as big as 500. Um, this is one of the annual things we do. Particular location we're at is a handicap village that has workshops, restaurant, conference center, all designed to help them be more self-sufficient. Um, in order to live on this facility, you have to be handicapped, and then you apply, and when you accept it, you and your whole family can move in here. So. There we go, Tyler is still at it. This is the mouth. And that was Baba Lulu, what Mr. Bledsoe was talking about. And um mm -hmm. and, and, and the the artwork, Mr. Bledsoe, that was created there. Like we talk about kids that have some type of disability, but I right. saw masterpieces <laughs> created there, sir. They they have the opportunity to have skill sets. And and here's the thing. We, we talk about the creative, the, the, the cradle of civilization. And it's disputed. A lot of people says a lot of things, but we believe 
that led African Americans, it was in Africa. And that's that talent and that skill and that ability um, to, to, to learn and teach and pass down that history. When you go to Kenya um, in, in Mombasa, there's a place called Akamba. Because um, Kenya has about 46 or 48 tribes. And the Akama tribe are known as the craftsmen. So they build things from scratch, out of wood, out of stone, out of granite, uh, whatever it is, they will build it. Whatever thing you need, they can carve your face. They can carve animals, uh, sculptures, anything that you would need. And they can pass that down to those children. And, and you know, you'll see in art museums all over the world, what people considered art. And in most cases, Africa is left out of a lot of that because of the connotation of people think about the African continent and the African people. Everything seems to be flowing from a European perspective, a European history. When all of that, all that craftsmanship, all those skills were taken mm -hmm. from the motherland. It's kind of like gentrification now that someone else has taken a neighborhood that has been historically sound in, in the minority neighborhood and change it up for their own commercial purposes. And that's been going on for centuries. But we know when we do our research, we do our history, we, we study uh, the things that are African, that are around the world, that the greatness of the Sphinx and the pyramids and the monuments all over the continent were built by black hands. And we gotta know that. And that's what we're trying to bring back and instill uh, in the children of Mombasa, Kenya, because a lot of Africa has been colonized. Um, and their spirit and their purpose has been taken and a European flavor has been put into everything. Now, we as Black Americans, we celebrate Black History Month. And we believe that, and we celebrate now Juneteenth. And we do those things to make sure that we remember from whence we came. But to truly understand that, we got to know we came from Africa. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, in 1776 and doing the whole slavery perspective and the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment had to happen in this country. But in other countries, and the continent of Africa, they had things called the Mau Mau and other revolutions where they had to become free. You had things that happened in Johannesburg with Nelson Mandela. So while we believe as black people, we were freed by the Emancipation Proclamation in Kenya, every country had to fight for their own rights in their own time. And that's why Africa is important. That's why us as African-Americans or as Americans or as people need to go back and solidify the bonds between us as who have been shipped to other countries around the world and our motherland. We got to bring back spirit, the power, hmm. the love, and just the energy that they can give us and we can give them. Because now we're bonded. And we're bonded for life. And as brothers of the continent, brothers and sisters who are bonded, we have to do everything we can to make sure 
that that bond lasts forever with positive reinforcements and love. Amen. Amen. And I will speak to that, sir, in the way that when I touched that beach for the first time, when my feet mm -hmm. touched the sand for the first time, respectfully, I had a total Black Panther moment. Like, I felt stronger. Like, I legit felt stronger. I was just like, something is something is calling me here. Like, something is, like, earning me from me here. And it probably was the fact that I was standing in the exact same place where my father once sat. And maybe it was maybe that was something to do with it that I was standing in his footsteps. But like I legit felt stronger. I felt connected. You saw me run off with some of my newfound friends that, right, I, right. that, I, that, I, that I communicated with, because even though the um the living conditions, we were met with nothing but love and grace from people. Everything was my brother. I don't and, and I we saw people from different walks of life. We saw people from different races having the most amazing time. And it's like they 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 wouldn't they wouldn't even know something negative to say. And so um everybody every every corner is an entrepreneur, but when you say band together, we band together when we're serving other people. We we, we band together when we unite our thought process that we could be a part of the change. Okay? Amen. Um, go ahead. Now I say I think the thing yeah. is what we don't understand is the power of one. One person serving one person, serving one person. And that multiplies itself. And a lot of times we think that we can't do anything by ourselves. Now, when us nine got together 20 years ago and we had no idea the impact that we would we would make. All we wanted to do was try. But but 20 years later, as more people come on board and more people understand, you know, gentlemen like yourself and uh, other other young board members come on. They say, wow, I can be a part of something great. And the greatness isn't about ourselves. The greatness is providing others the opportunity just to breathe, to live, to love, to travel. You know, when we talk about things are in bondage. Sometimes it's a mental bondage that stops us from dreaming. And when someone can snatch your dream, mm. they've snatched you. Mm. They've stopped you from growing. They've stopped you from living. But if you can dream, you can dream it. You can achieve it. And that's what the MRI wanted to do. We wanted to change these children's perspective and perception of themselves, of thinking they will always be in poverty. And knowing through good decisions, education, taking your time, and serving others, it's hard to get in trouble. It's hard to want things or take things when you're serving others. Serving others is the medicine that makes us all well and all better. Amen. Amen to that. You spoke about the craftsmanship from um, Babalulu, and I believe we had some 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 pictures to show the people of just how much great uh, content they actually were putting together between the workshops. And um, I feel like that was pretty masterful when you could when you could learn a skill set that that only occupies your time. But actually feels needs from being able to build this, from me being able to build things, you really become self-sufficient. And that's truly what it's about. And so um we'll roll that video as soon as that's queued up. And um that that that'd be great because showing people the artwork that's actually created there. Because I, I remember once upon a time, you all used to bring back, you, you all were doing some export things in the in yeah. the very beginning, try, trying to get trying to get some things there. And so um, Joe, you want to run that, run that video real quick? 
handcrafted. All right, come on. We come on. Everybody here is free. Baby. How much is this? Take this off the rack. <laughs> I wanted to get I wanted to get that for I wanted to get that for my beautiful my beautiful future wife, Jessica. I wanted to buy it so bad. I was trying to find I was trying to find my shillings. I couldn't find my shillings. <laughs> I left my shillings. I left my shillings at the hotel, but my beautiful future um Love to be Miss Jessica. I, I think she would look amazing, and, and I do. But yes, sir. But speak to that. You, you guys started it out by bringing some 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 items to the country first, right? Well, myself and and Don and, and your dad. What we did is uh, we started an import export company about seventeen. No, no, about twenty two years ago before we officially started the MRI. And our concept was okay. We're gonna go ahead and make some money. So we used to do the black expos all over the country. Anywhere they had a black expo, we would fly in and we would, you know, serve African art. But of course, uh, you know, any good idea is followed by somebody copying that idea. So what happened, a lot of other people started selling it. And then I was, when the market got flooded and then the economy in Kenya did not go well. So our dollars began to shrink. So we began to say, you know, we can no longer maintain and function. And then we thought, okay, you know what? We're we're coming over here. We're buying stuff dirt cheap. We, we're living off the back and the sweat of other people to make money. And that's entrepreneurship. We understand that. That's business. But we was like, well, what else can we do? So when we stopped doing the business of bringing stuff over, we said that our business should be serving children. So we did a pivot to go from an entrepreneurial mindset and how we could make money to a mindset of providing our skills and our ability and put those skills and ability into young children and allow them to be great, allow them the opportunity to, to, to own their own business, to, to, to get educated, to go to school, to build their own farms, to, to own their own land. We wanted to just let them know that no matter where you were born, what position in the family, that everything is equal in the eyes of God. And given the opportunity and access, they can be kings, queens, billionaires. And there are some king and billionaires uh, like all over the world. But we want to give them the ability to understand that that path was available for them because they didn't believe that that was open. And through us beginning to sell art, we recognized that there was so much more that we can show, teach, and do. Uh, because we know if we come to America, if it's, if it's foreign and we don't know, if nobody's seen it, people think it's cool. But that's their life work over there. Mm -hmm. And so all of us, everybody in the MRI who's ever been over to Kenya, we all have art pieces in our house, all over. If you know, if you walk in my house right now, I got all kind of African art on my in, on my walls and my bathroom and my bedroom. So every time somebody come into my house, they absolutely look at that picture. I bought that picture for my daughter. She, I got, I got that one for my daughter. That's Titus, the artist who who makes that, who paints that. Um, 
My, my daughter has that on her wall. And all my kids got all kind of stuff, you know, that's uniquely Kenyan, uniquely made from the blood, sweat, and tears of our brothers and sisters over there. So it's just a great opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it? And um, it's, it's, it's so much. I mean, it's so much to offer. And um, it's just really see because as much as you all have done so far, sir, it kind of feels like it's still just getting started. Um, right. It, it really does. And um, but it's off the sweat off off on your shoulders, on your shoulders. We will we will we will humbly stand you and the rest of the board members that have painted that have paved the way for us young, young guys to come in here and try to try to try to try to learn. And um, and but but just keep the keep the mission going. It's about the mission because it's not about us. It's not about right. us. We're just, a, we're, just we're, we're just the vessels. We're just the vessels that God put put us here to be a blessing for others. Because when you when you work when you shine your light that God give you, it may wake somebody else up. And your story is somebody that's a survival guide. And I, I, my dad has inclination to go there. It's, it's about what our children are watching us do. What our children what our children. I want my I can't wait for my daughters to go with me. It's, it's, it's something it's something that needs to happen, and something that I heard you and Mister um and Don say is just take the trip. When you take the trip and when you see it for yourself, when you see a young man who who hasn't eaten in a couple of days and he walked five miles to school and they got to walk five miles to get back home, but he'd rather stay at school because it's a like chance that he might get a meal. And guess what? He's not even being negative. He's the, the young the young man is not even being negative. He's just right. quietly hoping to get some coconut juice or something. And it's things like that that make you just want to give take not just take all my money, but it's like, how can I help this young man? Because money runs out. Money runs out. What can we provide? What skill sets can we provide that they can make their own revenue? OK, it's a means. It's a means to an end. It's not about donate, donate. It's always donate. No, let's help create the next inventor of something amazing. Okay, Amen. From, from from IBM to MacBooks, we if we give these children the resources, they could be the newest something, the newest science billionaire. They we can have the the the, the twelve year old genius that built something that built a new watering hole that we can purify our water if they Amen. were given the opportunity to be able to study. It's amazing when you could get done if you're not worried about the next time you're going to eat. That's right. It's hard Amen. to think. It's hard to think when you're hungry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. yeah, Mr. I'm getting fired up. I'm getting fired up a little bit. It's, it's so, but Mr. Bledsoe, and I, I'm hopefully we're having Mr. Mr. Harris join us momentarily. I know he's been doing some running around as a president. But um, if you want to speak to a little bit what you know about the computer initiative and like Absolutely. How, what, what what this means for the, for the, not just the organization, but for the children. Well, what... The world is interconnected. And a lot of times, a lot of the schools in, in Kenya don't have Wi-Fi. They don't have air conditioning. A lot of them don't have windows. Some of, them, some of the schools don't even have doors. don't have floors. They don't have desks. So when our kids, um, we talk about keeping kids in school. We talk about GEDs. We talk about um, you know high, the high school dropout rate. These kids wish they can go to school. The computer initiative, what is done, we're going to be in five locations installing uh, the hardware and the software. We're going to reinforce 
and rebuild rooms that can house computers. So that would mean that there has to be a system that can cool down the computers, has to be secure. So obviously people don't walk away with computers. It has to have Wi-Fi. It has to have all the, the networking there. And we're doing that in five different schools. We just completed building and hardening a classroom in Menage Moja. Next, we're gonna go to uh, Victoria Baptist. Next, after that, we're gonna go to a school in Kalifi. And we're gonna make that happen as well. And we're gonna provide them with uh, laptop computers and mainframe computers. Not only that, as Tyler has mentioned, we're gonna teach and train them how to use these computers. I mean, I don't know how to code. I'm a communications major. I don't know how to do anything to deal with math. <laughs> but, but these kids will have an opportunity to learn coding and engineering, and that can take you anywhere and everywhere. There are a lot of kids now and people now who are working IT from home. They're traveling the world with a computer, with internet access, and getting paid six figures because they know how to code. And they know how to use computers. I still got to go into a brick and mortar office. You know, I, I, I can't do that. But we're giving them the opportunity to do that. So the computer initiative is putting these, these computers in every school, rebuilding and rehardening every school. So when you mentioned about the $20,000, that $20,000 pays for shipping uh, about uh, 100 computers overseas to Mombasa, Kenya building the, the, the infrastructure for the computers, providing internet, providing the opportunity for the kids to, to be tied in. So now the world is at their, their laptop and they don't have that now. You know, a lot of these schools don't have bathrooms, they don't have water, but if we can give them computer access and teach them how to use those computers and interface with the world, what can stop? Nothing can stop. And that's a little bit about the computer initiative. I know Don Harris, who's who's uh, spearheading and chairing that, our president, he has more information. But again, he was conducting some business earlier, and hopefully he'll join as soon as he can if uh, we're still on. Absolutely. And that's just that's just phenomenal. Um, just, from, just from learning how to code you already qualify for like so many of a lower level, not even lower level, just IT jobs, period. But right. if, you learn how to code, if you learn how to code, you subconsciously learn the basics of IT, which which automatically which changes everything. We're talking True. about learning how to code. I mean, you, you're talking about getting jobs from overseas. That's correct. What, what does that do if one of those young men are able to bring in an extra thousand dollars a month? Like just like even though we're in America, we talk about making a thousand dollars a week or a day. Imagine one of those families getting a thousand dollars a month because the young man got a government contract to code. Probably paying more than that. But but just how how big the ripple effect of that of what that can mean for that village, for that country, for their schools, is it, 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 it would just be truly be, be a phenomenal. It'll be like a just an economical um um, re, uh, uh, just just coming back to life, because sadly, sadly, all governments are not the same, 
and we have to go around and give kids the opportunity because nobody's going to do it for them. Mr. Bledsoe mm -hmm. was, was, was serving our country and he got the opportunity to go over there and he saw something and he wanted to make a change. And mm -hmm. that's what it is because, but there's people that are actually there all the time that see this and do nothing. But it took an American, it took an American that was serving our country, that was on, a, a, may have been leave or something, but saw something that needed to be done. And he had a thought process. They shared a thought process and they came together and made action. Action changes everything. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to take action. And Amen. That's Mr. Mr. Bledsoe do. Amen. And so, like, yeah, you, I'm pretty sure you're getting some flashback with these pictures, Mr. Bledsoe. Yeah, I think the thing is, when, you, when you've been coming someplace 20, 25 years, you got a lot of history. Now, that's Dorothy James right there. That's one of our co-founders. Um, you know, um, that's us loading supplies to help support the children. Uh, we're always, any chance we get, you know, you know, we're loading see eggs and milk and all those things. We're part of when when the foundation sends food over to Africa. So anytime we can help any organization, not just the MRI, but any organization help and serve, we're going to do that. We're going to make sure that, that, that we have bodies and boots on the ground. I know people like to say the word boots on the ground, but that's real. And those things make sense. And we put the sweat and the equity. And again, no one gets paid. None of the Americans get paid one single dollar. Everything that we do comes out of our pockets. If we're lucky to get a grant, that grant goes to the children. If we're lucky for somebody to donate something, those donations go to the children. If you look at other nonprofits, whether it's the Red Cross or the Cancer Society, about 50 to 60% of their dollars pay, pay for staff. And understand what I'm telling you. When you look at nonprofits, you got to look at, and they got to report this, you got to look at what percentage of their donation go to staff and what percentage goes directly to programs. For the MRI, the MRI, 85% of every dollar and more goes directly to the children. We try to give 100%, but the 15%, we got we pay our executive director to run things there. Uh, we got to you know, pay bank fees, pay internet fees, and that's where that, those dollars are. But none of us make any money. We, none of us get paid. None of us have asked for a dime. Um, we do this because we think it's important. Look at any board, look at any foundation, and ask who's being paid. Ask how the money is being spent. And you will see that the MRI is five stars when it comes to providing every dollar that you give us directly to these children. This is one of the hospitals we support. Uh, Book Drive, Anna was young back then. That's Dorothy James, one of our co-founders, uh, another military person. Um, that's us. Uh, you know, the kids are always there. That's Mark with the kids. That's us, you know, presenting soccer balls to help do the sports. And that those pictures, some of those pictures were taken 20 years ago. That's Frankie J, one of our former board members. That's that's your dad right there. 
you know, just so many people over the years have done so many things. Tony Reed, one of my board members, children, we're feeding children. We're doing what God has have us do in the villages. We're in the village. Now, Pointing School for the Many Handicapped, that's one of the schools we support. And disability is not an inability. So we want to make sure everybody knows that Victoria Baptist, a school we support, we feed the children there. School for the deaf, we feed. We just have an opportunity to, this school here, when we came and brought them food, they had no food at all in their, in their coverage. And they said, this is from God. We brought that food mm. and we put that food in there. And they had nothing. That's pointing. That right there is Victoria Baptist. I can tell by the, the background. This is one of the initial Muslim schools that we supported 20 years ago. It's 20, these pictures, some of these pictures are 20 years old. So these kids in these pictures are grown men and women now. There's a young lady who went to Victoria Baptist who's, uh, who was in eighth grade. Now she has a child of her own. She's about 27 years old. She's a businesswoman in Mombasa, Kenya, and she supports the MRI. That's Mike and Dorothy, and that's one of the teachers right there. That right there is Menaji Moja. You can tell by the wall. And it's just helping a village raise a child. And that's what we do. That's how we do it. And it's just an opportunity to serve. And we just thank God that, that we've uh, been given a position to help serve. Amen. 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 Sometimes 20 years can be a blink of an eye. Just right. like that, boss. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like that. And then um, mm -hmm. we're, we're showing you all these pictures because we want you all to be captivated. Then I'm going to be very transparent with you because until you're there, it's hard to understand just words. And we're not here to speak to you. But when you see these pictures, imagine yourself being there. I imagine my daughter being one of those kids that may need help. I imagine my mom is actually from um, from Matigo, um, from Jamaica. And so I knew their upcoming and everything. It's all about appreciation. Um, that's what my dad and my mom always taught us about. It starts with appreciation, but also what are you going to do with those resources? And from MRI, this next video, this, we're going to keep sharing proper content, guys. Not saying open up your checkbook, but yeah, open up your checkbook. Why not? Well, I'm going to be with you because we're in this together, okay? Because it's it's the love of helping somebody else get to where we're at by sharing resources. It was going to take this, not just race, but the human race to the next level because we are actually locking arms and banding together. And so um, we got some kids dancing, having fun. Um, I want, and I want you all to see that we do have fun as well, too. And so these kids are filled with joy and want you all to check that out for us.
and 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 that was church. Wow. <laughs> and and they get that they getting that praise on. Right. Right. And so that 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 right there just shows you the jubilant joy that they have in faith and everything. And that was once again, that was at Victoria Baptist. And um one of our sisters, um Michelle Culpepper, um gave a phenomenal message that day. But right. they, they, but they're, they're giving the hope to Christ. Okay, it's not about religion, but it's about faith. And when you have faith, it always seems to work out. When you believe in something a little bit higher than yourself, that if things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Absolutely. And, and, what happen, and what happens for you, you can now teach others. Because being able to give somebody else your knowledge, being, that's what I can learn from, is the definition of wisdom. And so we're all spreading that here. Okay. We got tons of more comedians. We got a special, got a couple of special treats for you all left before we get out of here. But definitely feel free while we're here, while we're talking, while you see our videos, feel free to check out the MombasaRelief.org website, place your donations. Um, it, it, and you could decide where it goes. Um, you can actually type in it where you want to go. If you want to go to the feeding program, if you want to go to tuition, if you want to give back to a certain kid, you have all these other options. Please let us know. And um, you can definitely, my, my DMs are open. If you can reach out to Mr. Bledsoe on um, Facebook, if you want to, um, if you have questions, please feel free. We're here, we're here to get your questions answered. We're here to connect you with how you could be a part of the change because please be sure these children will be, this, will be um, part of the change in the country for sure. And so um, Mr. Bledsoe, any quick thoughts? I, I just think one, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you know, God gives us access and the ability to, again, if a tree falls in a forest uh, and no one's there, do anybody hear it? So unless people know what we do and how we serve and, and the love that we have for these children and the need that they have, how could you help? So thanks to you, Tyler, for giving us a forum and opportunity to, to spread this word. And I just want people to understand, again, one simple thing. When you go back in the Bible, and I, and I quote the Bible because, you know, as a as a as a <laughs> sinful Christian or a sinful person, I always need to reinforce myself with the Spirit of the Lord. And Jesus said one thing that that all of us need to think through. I have come to serve and not to be served. Amen. It, it, it ain't ever about you. No matter what you got going on, what problems you have, you still can eat. When when we had this pandemic, we got a some of us got a stimulus check. Um, when I retired from the military, I got military retired. When I got get sick, I get to go to the VA. Myself, Tyler, and Don Amos. A lot of us bets. We get to go to VA. No such thing in Kenya. Mm -hmm. There is no VA. There was no medical retirement. There's no hospital you can go to. There's no stimulus check that you can get. One of our friends who does the Girl Power program, her sister recently passed away. Now, I know she don't mind me sharing this. Before she passed away, she was on dialysis and they were trying to save her life. The bill ended up running up to about four to five thousand dollars for her care. 
So she eventually died. In Kenya, if you do not pay the hospital bill, they do not release your body. They held her sister's body for four weeks until the family can raise the money any way they could to bury their sister. Hear what I'm telling you. Mm. Hear what I'm telling you. They would not release that body, period, until you raise the money to pay for somebody who was already dead. So when you think about the needs that people have, in your sphere, your friends, talking about they can't make a car payment. How about walking to school 10 miles every day? Can't make a house payment. How about not having a house? Mm -hmm. Your bills, your light bill cut off. How about not having lights? A lot of these Kenyans and these children live where they have to have a candlelight. They don't have electricity. They don't have running water and they have no stoves. 70% of the people, they don't have a stuff, they don't have a bathroom inside their homes or shower inside them. They carry water and have a hole in the floor. That's the shower. So when you think about you not having anything, man, just look at these videos. Remember these children. Again, thank you so much for the opportunity. As a member of the MRI, I'm humbled just to, to help found this organization with eight other Kenyans and Americans, including uh, Tyler's dad, Amos. And I mean, say also, I went to school with Tyler's mom also, true. So I've known his parents, obviously, before he was born. And you know what the, what the Bible says. Fruit don't fall, you know, far from the tree. He came from good stock came from good fruit, and he is absolutely stepped into his dad's um, shoes. Thank you, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as we as we window down, we got a couple. We got a couple more surprises for you guys. But um, real quick, I believe we have a, another awesome video um to play for you guys. As you all, as you all are doing your donating, as you're doing your donating on your cell phone. <laughs> As you're donating on your cell phone, stay tuned. Stop, and um, I want you to check this video out if that's ready. So you could probably speak to it too, but from what I realized, also from what I noticed, ladies and gentlemen, even though they were beautifully singing under the tree, understand that was their classroom. That's yes. where they were actually conducting school because it was so much overpopulated with children. The buildings were already full. So come rain or whatever else, it was about three or four, about maybe three, two to three of those trees like that. That's where the teachers were actually teaching their lessons. 
And so, um, and, and, and I, I talked about this before, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bledsoe, because when I when we were there at this time, that's when the NFL free agency was going on here in America, and guys were people are battling for million dollar deals and contracts and everything, which is great. Like this is your profession, but like being there at that time when that was going on, and just seeing that like when those kids saw what we were bringing off the trucks, they, they were just so jubilant with like, wow, it was prayer because it wasn't us. God, God told us what to bring. God, God, God bless our sponsors. Um, all the sponsors, we could definitely speak to the sponsors that have definitely assisted getting these kids to um, education and food. But um, the jubilancy um, of these children, when they see um, visitors coming, with bearing gifts and so but um we want to help give these kids classrooms we want to give them solid ceilings without leaks um um air conditioning if need be wi-fi but we're starting with the basics and that starts with the feeding program the feeding program what we want that's one of the most focal points of the organization that i believe the president is very passionate about is about make sure make sure these kids have access to something to eat, but not also to eat. They got to have something to cook with. Mr. Butzer talked about not having stoves or utensils. And so all these things are coming to an end as we are um, providing these resources. But um, with your donation, with your thoughts, with your prayers, even if you were to tithe your time and come and take the trip with us, you, my friends, you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, have an opportunity to be a part of this ongoing mission. Okay. And um, we'll be joined. We'll be joined by a special guest, hopefully in it within the next ten minutes or so. And um, um, Mr. Bessel, you could probably narrate some of these. You can narrate some of these videos. If you got some more videos, Joe, that we could run real quick as we wait for our special guest. Should be an awesome video for the Venmo. And, and 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 that was that was that goodbye that you know you're gonna see him later, like when just pick right. him up and bring and bring him back. And so, but um, how 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 is it, sir? When you when when you leave, no, you leaving knowing you're coming back to the states. How, how did you how did you cope with that feeling? Well, I think the first thing is you you mentioned that first time you 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 stepped on Kenyan soil. When I, as a soldier, I stepped on African soil uh, for the mission to restore hope. It was January 1st, New Year's Day, 1993. And when I got out of the plane, I stood in the door and I said, I'm in Africa. I'm, I'm home. I'm in the motherland. And just that overwhelming feeling of what we've learned in history, all the things we've been taught and not taught, all the things we've seen and, and, and didn't have the opportunity to see, the monuments, um, the tribe, the herds, the, the way people live, the way people talk, the way people hunted, all those things we never knew were there right in front of me. And I cried when I got off that plane 
and I got down and this is the truth. I actually kissed the ground. Mm -hmm. um, when I first got to Africa, that was Somalia. And since that time, that was 1993. And I've been to Kenya every year, but one, due to the military mission. Mm -hmm. Every year since 1993, but one year. So I don't know how many years that is. That's 27 years, 20, I don't even, 28, if my math is right. That's 28 years of going to Kenya every year. Now we've been doing it twice a year. Um, so every time I come home, it takes me a couple of months to wind down on what else could I have done? Could I've done more? It's two movies that talk specifically about people who have helped others and wondered what they could have done to do more. One first movie is Schindler's List. When he talked about, when, when Schindler talked about this gold watch could have saved 10 more lives. This ring could have saved three more. Mm -hmm. We always wonder what else we can do. Another movie, Hacksaw Ridge, talks about the true story of a, of a soldier during World War II who were, who were bringing down wounded soldiers. And he said he prayed to the Lord to, 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 to tell him what to do. And he said, Lord, let me save one more. Just let me do one more. So if our mindset and our philosophy, when I get home, my whole thought process is, what more can I do? Is it one more children I can get a scholarship? Is it one more ch child we can send to high school? Is it one more child we can send to college? Is it one more teacher we can help? One more. And, and one person can help that one more. You don't need millions. I know Public Enemy said it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. What I'm telling you, it takes one person to move that million. And, and, and that's when I think about when I return home every time I leave uh, the motherland. Amen. Amen. Um, just, just by the process, I mean, we have a lot of people that probably travel. And um, when you're coming back into the country and you see what, what some people got to go through with their documentation. And so how lucky we are, how privileged that we are to be, Amer to be an American and how so many people spend money for like five, spend thousands of dollars waiting over five, six years, hoping to get here. That's yeah. why when you see um, our, our Asian brothers and sisters, our French brothers and sisters, when they come here, they're at the top of their classes because they don't, they didn't come to play around. They were actually, they, 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 they came with a cause and a purpose. Somebody sacrificed their life. Somebody probably sacrificed like their whole life savings just to get them a visa to, to get to the country. And then, and when I when I first got back, I was it was a little bit of a culture shock, a little bit just to saying like man, the, the appreciation level to see that American flag that I've saluted so many times in uniform Amen. that I had a whole nother level of appreciation. I think I teared up in the taxi ride home when I first saw the American flag. I was just like, man, 
that star, that stars, that those stripes um, means a lot more. Be grateful for what you have because this is the only country that you could talk bad about and nobody shoots up at your door. And so think about that. <laughs> and so you, you have the right to freedom of speech and all these things. But um, when I got back, I was showing up trying to crisp the ground myself, sir. And so Amen. For, for, for sure. And um, it's just a blessing that we all get to come together um, in, in, in faith, in God's name, regardless of your spiritual, religious beliefs and the, the, the laws of the universe and the simple law of attraction that um, you, you, you get back what you put out. And um, it, it, it may not come back to you, but it may go back to your great grandchildren. And, Amen. And, and what what um, ancestry vibes are we leaving behind? Because when we say we are a part of the change, when we talk about breaking generational curses, well, we're going to do that by generationally serving other generations. And that's the beautiful thing that's happening in um, Mombasa. And so um, I actually have a, a, a very nice over MRI overview that we could that we could play real quick. That literally gives a, a terms of what the um, organization not just about, but also what we got our hands on here. And so um, let's run one. Maybe our last video, Joe. Let's let's go ahead and run that, brother. Here we go. I was hoping that that sound. There's no sound. That's for, that's that's perfect. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. And so, um, I was. I think we we we, we pretty we, we've pretty much wrapped up everything. And then, um, everybody who just that that stood around that that stuck around this evening um we definitely appreciate you all bear with us for another like 15 minutes and we'll get you all out of here want to send you off um properly have a, um, a very special guest that I, I truly can't um that that I truly can't wait to um introduce as um, soon as possible but um I want to make sure that we've covered everything that, that you know what you are exactly donating to um but not going to overspeak. And so from the MRI, um, from education to healthcare to economical resources and rebuilding infrastructure and also creating leaders, okay, from, from the Boys the Men program to the Girl Power program, we are in the spirit of creating leaders because I think it would probably be somewhere in the future vision and dream that we have multiple liaisons from our young men that are up and coming, from our young queens that are up and coming. Absolutely. And so, and so um, just from the boys, the men aspect and the girl, because we have some of these children that you all see now, they come back and they're now teachers. Absolutely. How cool is it going to be five years, 10 years from now that some of these people are, that this organization could, could potentially create some jobs for people overseas. None of the Americans are paid, like you said, but like now, when we are actually in leadership development from the from the from the girls' power that teaches hygiene and feminine things that women need to know, but from the boys to men, as without vision, the people shall perish. So actually, giving these young men, we're giving things that mistakes that we've made can now be their roadmap to being successfully um, quicker and sooner. Because you don't have to be twenty-one to be a leader. You're a leader when you start practicing leadership. 
And so um, along with that Boys the Men program, Mr. Um, Mr. Kevin, if we could just talk about the leadership aspect. As we wind down, um, just buying around like around 10, 15 minutes about speaking about the importance of building up leaders in this organization. I think the thing is, one of the things that we we started from the onset, you know, most of us, again, went to Northern Illinois University. All of us were professional. You know, Anna Saburu um, was a professional nurse. Uh, Sefer Saburu was a, a medical doctor. So we've had people with, with, with skill sets. But the thing about what we try to do is that every two years, we change the presidency and we change the board officers. And the reason we did that, we wanted everybody to share in the success, share in the urgency, to share in the mission, and to bring their special flavor, because we all lead different. But what that also did is build each other up as leaders. Because as the president, as the vice president, as the committee of a chair, you had to begin to hone your skills and learn your skills. Now, we had a lot of failures because a lot of us didn't automatically know how to run a nonprofit. But what we did by learning on each other, leaning on each other, going to get professional help, others who have done things in other countries and other places. And, and thank God that my ability to work with the Urban League to see how they did things and the leadership development that they had. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in a program called Emerging Leaders for the Urban League that was funded by American Express that took leaders from all fields from across the country to put them in a 12-week program where they flew us to different cities and had managers from the top Fortune 500 companies talk to us about leadership. So some of my peers have done similar things in their own industries. And we bring all that, that uh, ability and experience back to the MRI. So while we're not flawless, we simply want to use the skills that we've had and learn from the Kenyans too, because it's, sometimes when you, you come over and say, I'm going to fix something, I'm going to fix something. First, you got to understand what the issue is, what the problem is. And a lot of times, American, and I, as a soldier, I know this, we go in with a military mission, and sometimes that mission don't always gel with what the people need and what they want and what they desire. So then they don't want us when we go to Mombasa, Kenya, we ask the children, the teachers, the parents, what is it that you need and how can we help you get it? If we start from that framework of how we can serve and help and not control, then the leadership become a servant leader. You'll never fail when your leadership motivation is to serve others. Now you just put reasonable principles in place to make sure that the gaps are closed, that when leaks happen, you can plug them up. And the true measure of any leader is what the people, the lowest level of the people you serve, think about you and say about you. That's leadership. And that's how the MRI conducts business and how we've been doing it for 20 years and why we're still successful, because it's not one person who's in charge. It's not a coup. It's not a dictatorship. 
It's a servership. And we think about serving kids, we can't go wrong. Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 We're gonna we're gonna run we're gonna run back one of my favorite videos. Just the this this a slideshow. But um actually before we run the video, I wanna actually want to take some time to actually introduce a special guest. Um she is she is she is my sister in the universe. She um she's an amazing spirit, and so um not just not just a musical artist but a beautiful soul that actually as you were just talking about mr bledsoe caring about the youth and mm -hmm. when you take time to pour into the youth you're actually sending a message to the universe that you care about life when you're no longer here and Amen. mentorship comes in very different facets okay it comes we talk about business we talk about life but when we talk about the nature of song we had kids over there singing all day long right. singing on singing in the alley singing on the beaches they were they were they were jubilant about just life and so when it comes to song i have a very special friend her name is emma g and she is going to bless us not just with vocals but with her spirit and thought process of what it takes why it's important to give back to kids but also how we walk in that light and she has a beautiful song i actually just want to introduce her to um to to, to, to the to the ballroom network miss emma how are you doing I don't know if I can live up to that introduction. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll be more than amazing. Tell us, tell it real quick. Welcome to the Barroom Network. The, um, tell us who you are and where you're plugging in from. Sure. Um, well, hello, everybody. My name is Emma G. I am a singer-songwriter here in Washington, D.C. On a mission to save the world on some of the time. Um, I, I moved to this country back in 2015 and have been trying my best to spread as much empowerment and love and resilience and hope, strength and unity through music as I can for the last six and a half years, um, which has now transgressed into, you know, coaching young people to channel their voices, struggles, traumas and identities through the, uh, the alchemy that is songwriting. So, um, yeah, music to me is a very personal journey of expression and hope and power, um, and I, 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 I'm just really grateful that I can share this with people that are watching here and um, elsewhere that, uh, you know, are maybe needing a reminder about how um, powerful we are, not just alone, but together. Amen, amen, that's awesome. Thank you so much, and we definitely appreciate your time. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, you're... America. I mean, you. I would normally see you probably somewhere across the world, blessing a lot of people, and I'm um, all different facets. And so, definitely grateful for having you here. And so, but I don't want to delay you much further at all. Um, the floor is yours. The, the floor is yours. And I see you have your one of your best friends with you in your hand. Um, what are you doing for us today? Thank you. I, I think it's very hard to hear you for some reason on my phone. It's whatever. But um, cool. I will start playing. <laughs> uh, so this is a song. Unfortunately, I'm not feeling 100% right now, but I uh, will sing at least a, a verse and a chorus, and I hope that it uh, just reminds you of how it's the simple things in life that build up to create change, whether it's a conversation, 
a teacher to a student, two equals to each other, or simply passing on something as simple as a smile. You never know just how powerful that smile can be. So remember, please, it's up to you. I don't want to hold your hand. If I can't touch your soul, it's an open evidence. If I'm doing this alone, But I can see it in your eyes. Will you let me make you smile? Is an open-ended door, and it's up to you and I. Cause we can change the world We can make it if we try We can save the world If only I can make you smile No, I don't want to play naive. It's a roller coaster ride. A war against myself. Yeah, I am war inside my mind. But I can't feel it in my soul Well, it's the simple things in life I'm just crashing things down here <laughs> to be bold Yeah, I had a promise to the right Cause we can save the world We can make it if we try Oh, we can change the world If only I can make you smile well, it's an uphill battle If we don't believe In a simple connection Is all that we need Cause I don't want to hold your hand If you won't open up your soul Well, it's a solitary dance If I'm doing this alone 
we can change the world. We can make it if we try. Oh, we can save the world. If only I can make you smile. If only I can make you. If only I can make you. If only I can make you. If only I can make you smile. Thank you. Sorry about the crashing sound. My uh, piano might have fallen over. So I need to go and rescue that. <laughs> no problem. Um, thank you so much, E. Um, so so much love, my sister. I do appreciate you real quick. Um, any upcoming events I really want you to share with your new audience as this is broadcasting across the country and across outside the country. Um, tell us a little bit about what, you, about what you got, what you're working on. Well, that's a great question. Um, basically, so <laughs> there's a lot going on. Uh, the best way to stay in touch with what I'm doing is to go to my website and send me an email so that I can add you to my mailing list. Um, I have been a full-time musician, like I said, for the last six and a half years, um, doing you know shows around the country, especially around the DC metropolitan area. But I'm now moving more into a uh, the realm of speaking and edutainment, which is educational entertainment and motivational entertainment using music and speaking as a means to educate people, mo motivate, empower, um, and and make change. And I'm also obviously a, a youth empowerment through music coach. So I, I help young people to channel their struggles, voices, and overwhelm through the alchemy of songwriting. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of a lot of fun things. Um, but it's it's all with what, you know, this my purpose has not changed. I'm still here to save a robot some at a time. It's just figuring out ways, new and inventive ways, especially, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, that um, we can still make positive change safely, effectively, and hopefully. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, it sounds like I'll be bringing you back on to do a full interview because all of that sounds awesome. That sounds thank awesome and, and amazing. <laughs> and so um, thank you for blessing us with um, with your energy and your voice. And um, that is a, it's a very big deal. Um, Emma G, got her in the chat. Round of applause. Round of, round of applause. <laughs> round of applause. Thank you so much. And so, um, but no, thank you very much. And um, that was that that was our curtain call. And so, um, have an amazing day, sister. And um, I greatly appreciate you. Likewise, have a great day, guys. Peace. Take care. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the awesome surprise that I was holding off for everybody. And so, um, with that being said, I hope you all. Have fun. Hopefully you all can hear me okay. We'll get all that vocals cleared up. But um, I truly love and appreciate I appreciate Mr. Don um Don Harris, president of Mombasa Reef Initiative, Mr. Kevin Bledsoe for joining us. Super big shout out. Oh, Mr. Kevin, you still with us. Did you enjoy the vocals, sir? Did you enjoy the vocals, sir? Huh? Did you enjoy the vocals? It was outstanding. I was asking, when is she coming to Kenya? 
That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Because what what she's talking about, the youth and 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 that's the girl power program with man, she would blow them away. Yes, she would. Yes, she would, sir. And now we'll let her know you said that. Okay. <laughs> so so she, we need it. Yes, ab, ab, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mr. Bledsoe, it was an honor and a privilege, sir, um, to, to, to share the platform with you. And I really want to thank you, sir. Um, um, really shout out to the um, producer, Mr. Joe Mandel. Um, thank you, brother. I'm the wizard, the wizard behind the scenes. I'm making that for us. Definitely appreciate you. Appreciate the barroom network. The, there, there he is. Come on, come on, come say hello to people, Joe. Come say hello to people. Come back. There you What's go. going on, everybody? What's up, Joe? Thanks, man. Great job. Great show. Hey, thank you. No, thank you guys. It was, it's, uh, it's awesome stuff. It's a great cause, and uh, just happy to be a part of it all. Amen. Hey, when are you coming to Kenya? I want everybody to come. I'll come eventually. I got a new kid on the way in a, in a month, oh, so I might be off the grid it. a little bit. I mean, I understand that. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank there you. Is. Yeah, my man Joe taking take, taking time away from um um play um, taking time away from his family to come help us out. That that was absolutely phenomenal. And um, Imogen, just that's but just that song, and that 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 was a surprise of what the song what the lyrics represent. Together, that we all could change the world. And Amen. So that's what MRI is about. And um, either entrepreneur, we could all come together in different aspects of life and bless others. And so from, from the Barroom Network, um, we love you guys. You'll catch me and John before tomorrow yelling about the Bears. But like either way, whether the Bears win or lose, today we won. Today Amen. we won. Today the, the children of Mombasa won, regardless of Amen. what the Bears do tomorrow. But please, uh, Mr. Mr. Bledsoe, any last words, sir? Just much love, much respect, great job. And everybody out there, if um, you always think about serving others and then you have a fulfilled and wonderful life. Outstanding. Well, my, once again, my name is Tyler Ellis, proud son of Amos Ellis and Trudy Jones. And so I just want to say I'm, I'm heavily blessed by my Heavenly Father. And I'm very, very grateful to be affiliated with such honorable men like Mr. Bledsoe, Mr. Harrison, all the board members with the Mabasa Relief Initiative. We're just getting started. Love you all very much. Happy holidays and take care. From this class, from this school, we'll have governors, ministers, educators, teachers, doctors, nurses, and maybe, maybe even the president of Kenya. Because it can be done right here, right now. Because your love, your heart, your dedication. So for us, it's easy. All we're doing is watering the seed. You are already planted. And we love you so much from the bottom of our hearts. And we will continue to go.
want you to try as hard as you can. And remember, you can be anything you want to be. Don't let nobody tell you different. Okay? Okay? You promise. All right, give it up for yourself. from our friends back at home that love you also. We just want to share these with you that you can remember us and we'll remember you and we will be back again. So when we come back... Okay. When we come back, we see the little ones will be bigger. The bigger ones will be in um, up country in school, correct? Yes. Yes, okay. We want to see all of you grow and all of you prosper and be the best that you can be. Okay? Thank you again.